Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, everybody. Yes. Song of the decade, if you ask me. Blurred Lines. Robin Thicke. T.I. Pharrell. But they didn't, it didn't ever get, like, Song of the Year award. But my, in my opinion, that's the Song of the Decade, and that's what we're talking about today. There's a decade that's about to end in two days, and I feel no one's talking about the end of the decade. So we're going to get into that today. I'd love to know what you think the significance of this decade is. What was the best song? What was the best movie? What was the most important event? Maybe something personal happened in this decade that uh, you'll remember it for. We're going to touch on all those today. But first, what about those bills? All right, they didn't win yesterday. I'm glad they took the starters out when they did. You know, it's raining. It's pouring rain at New Era Field. And there's Josh Allen out there taking snaps in a meaningless game. A meaningless game that, you know, you don't really take anything away from. I'm glad that's over. The Bills are 10-6. and Playoffs on Saturday at 435. We'll definitely talk about that all week here on WBEN, and uh, we'll give you a little more of a preview. I'm sure Sandy will talk about it on Thursday, and you know I'll talk about it a little on Friday. I found it interesting, though, in the Buffalo News this morning that there was an article complaining of the CBS commentators. All I have to say, it was the significance of a preseason game Of course, CBS isn't sending their best announcing team to Orchard Park. They were going to send their worst or one of their worst. And it so happened to be um, the team they sent to Buffalo that uh, included Jay Feely. 
who's the special teams correspondent during the playoffs. So I was not surprised that was the team CBS got. I didn't think Tony Romo and Jim Nance were coming to Buffalo to call the Jets-Bills game again, which had the significance of a preseason game. Other than that, how was everyone's weekend? You had some great uh, college football, the college football playoffs. Game one, not so exciting. But game two, right down to the wire, just like that San Francisco game last night. Did you, uh, I have to say, I did it again. I did it again. The second time in like a four-month span, I've cracked my windshield. And I have no idea why, I keep, why, why this has happened. So I've had a car. I've had a car since I was 16. Uh, not the same car. That would be amazing. But I've had a car since I was 16. I've never cracked the windshield. Now in the span of three months, two cracks, and I don't know where either of them came from. Hopefully, this is the only time I ever crack my windshield. These, uh, these two back-to-back, and it never happens again because it is such a pain, right? You first notice it, and I don't know if everyone's like me. You think to yourself, I'm going to ride this out a little bit. I'm going to see how long I can go until this really starts moving up the windshield. Well, did I pick the wrong one to do that with? Because maybe a week later, it had already tripled in size. And uh, now... Putting that claim in and getting the new windshield again for the second time in three months. I really hope, I really hope we're, we're done with whatever uh, gravel keeps hitting my windshield. Whatever I keep doing, uh, I, I hope that it's, uh, it's done after this replacement. But I had a good weekend. Went to Rochester on Saturday. Uh, met up with some friends. That was fun. Back here for Monday, Tuesday. And then we all get a little rest on Wednesday, bring in the new year. It's right now we're, we're at the end of that holiday spirit. I mean, a lot of people have lost holiday spirit to just go on Twitter or Facebook, and people are right back at being their miserable selves. Uh, but some of us still have that holiday spirit. And you'll have it today, you'll have it tomorrow. You know, I went to go get uh, my Monster Energy drinks this morning, and they were still playing Christmas music at the gas station that I picked those up at. And, and you know what? I still was singing along. You know, I had a little pep in my step. Still that holiday feeling. But it's so funny how quickly, you know, I played this clip last week. A lot of people, December 26th, they're out of it. They're already out of the holiday spirit. They're right back on Twitter, Facebook, you know, calling everyone every name in the book. You know, just just no holiday spirit uh, as soon as it hits midnight on December 26th. But for me, this is fine. We're right in the middle of it. These are my favorite two weeks, the week before the Christmas Day holiday and the week after. So I enjoy these two weeks. But January 2nd, it's like reality comes out of nowhere and just hits you it just hits you out of nowhere, right? You know, you're, you're going along. Oh, New Year's Eve, we're doing this, this, and this. And tomorrow, we'll talk about 2019. We'll talk about your New Year's resolutions. I also want to get into how it seems every year, especially when you're in your late teens and your early 20s, you overplan New Year's Eve. You expect it to be this huge event. It never lives up to the event you plan it to be. You know, when you're in college, maybe even still in high school, and then throughout most of your 20s, you always want New Year's Eve to be this huge event. 
you know, and you're going to get the limo and you're going to go to three parties and then you're going to get downtown to watch the ball drop and go back to those three parties. And it's just never that. It's always built up to be something more than it is uh, early on. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Talk about 2019, the year specifically, and your New Year's resolutions. That's tomorrow, uh, just like we did last year. But, you know, you have your New Year's Eve resolution or your New Year's Eve party. And then New Year's Day comes, and it's the worst Sunday of the year, even though it's on a Wednesday. Because you've had that holiday spirit. You've had friends in from out of town. You've had family in from out of town. And then January 2nd, you know, it's not like the day after Christmas where most of you take that day off. You know, most people weren't at work on the 26th. But January 2nd, everyone's back. Everyone's back. And that holiday spirit could not be more forgotten at 9 a.m. when everyone gets to their office on January 2nd. So, Enjoy today, enjoy tomorrow, uh, the end of the holiday season, 2019, the end of the 2010s decade. That's what we want to talk about when we get back. I want to know from you the significance of the 2010s. For me, uh, and, and I'll get into this when we get back, but for me, this was the decade I started in college. At the end of the decade, I am sitting here on WBEN. I'm not just on any radio station. I went from the beginning of the decade being in college with a flip phone and now on one of the most powerful radio stations. And I don't mean signal, but I mean most powerful radio stations when it comes to reputation, when it comes to the programming on this station in the Northeast. I I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't consider myself more lucky. Uh, Hopefully hopefully it's just the beginning, but the change in the decade for me, I I know how big it's been and I'd like to know from you. Uh, What do you remember this decade for? What was the significance of this decade? And what was the most important event of this decade? 803-0930, star 930. The Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board also open at 3930. When we come back, we'll talk to you. We'll also go over some things you might have forgotten about the 2010s early on here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer in for Sandy Beach here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hope everyone had a great weekend. I know a lot of you still off of work for a while, for the next day or so. Uh, if you do have to go to work today, maybe have to uh, peek your head in tomorrow. I'm happy you guys are joining me or uh, bringing me along with you. As you get that day or two of work in Monday, but it doesn't really feel like a Monday with New Year's Eve tomorrow. Now, next year, this time will feel great because you'll have Christmas that starts a weekend and New Year's Day that starts a weekend. So January 2nd next year won't feel as bad getting into reality for most of us as it will in just a few days. All right. So the 2010s. Almost done. Almost at the 2020s. We've had one heck of a decade and a lot of different storylines if you look throughout 2010. But what defined 2010? You know, you don't see a lot of people talking about the the 10s, the decade that's about to leave. You know, I remember 2009, everyone talking about the 2000s decade being the first of the 2000s, the, the, the double O's, um, you know, music changed 
a bit in the 2000s, depending on what your genre is. 2010, we got into this a little on Friday. The 2010s music, for the most part, has, I think, stayed the same. If you listen to something from 2011 and something now, again, depending on the genre, um, as Adam uh, texted in on Friday, house music, you know, EDM music has really established itself in the 2010s, kind of sneaking through to mainstream this decade. So that's one thing for music. Another, I mean, you can you can hate her music all you want or, or dislike her music all you want, but there's no denying that Taylor Swift dominated 2010. It doesn't matter what year. You know, she made that switch from country to pop. She still writes songs that chart in the top 10, no matter what year it's been. Taylor Swift has been in the music scene. So like I said, you can dislike her music. Um, nothing wrong with that. But you can't deny that she has been probably the artist of the decade or at least an honorable mention of artist of the decade when you look at all the music that's come out in 2010. Sports in the 2010s uh, here in Buffalo started to be defined by a Bills drought. Well, now the Bills are in their second playoff appearance in three years, and it's really starting to be defined, and Frank, tell me if I'm wrong, but we might remember the 2010s more for the Sabres playoff drought. Uh, maybe that combined with their the tank, too. The tank? Right in the middle of it. You know, the Pagulas bought this team at the beginning of the decade. Uh, that year, the Sabres made an amazing come from behind uh, to go to the playoffs, just to lose to Philly in the first round, but to go to the playoffs. Uh, since then, no playoff appearance, a lot of changes in the front office, a lot of changes in the player personnel, a lot of changes on the coaching staff. Yes, there was a tank. We'll see if that happens. We'll see if that tank, eventually those picks help this team out. Uh, a team that's right now kind of wavering on playoffs and non-playoffs halfway through the season. But uh, so for Buffalo sports, ESPN just came out with the most miserable fan bases. The Bills, number two, the Sabres, number nine. That's been kind of the norm when talking about the 10s for local Buffalo sports. Now, obviously, we talk entertainment, we talk sports, but what are a lot of people going to look at the 2010s and see? Well, they're going to see politics dominating the, the decade. You had the decade start with President Barack Obama in 2010, Republicans taking over Congress. You saw the Tea Party movement in 2010. You saw that kind of go away two years later in Washington with Mitt Romney getting the nod. He um, kind of gave up after the first debate that year. Barack Obama, President Obama was elected to another term. And then at the end of the decade, we're going out with President Donald Trump. And you are seeing a division, and I'm not saying it's on Trump. You saw this division start long before President Trump was in the White House. Uh, the texter, by the way, is wrong. Um, before President Trump was in the White House, you could argue this division was there at the beginning of the decade. But with additions, with things that have become more prominent 
in the tens in this decade, I think that division is more highlighted. And, you know, this morning I was looking over articles, what the mainstream media was saying about the 2010s, what we should remember this decade for. And, of course, they're putting things on there like Obamacare and the, uh, the Women's March the day after the inauguration in 2017 and, you know, Trump, uh, love Trump's hate or whatever that bumper sticker was that we got so annoyed with seeing in 2016. Um, so, of, of course, you look at the Washington Post, you look at the New York Times, they're going to say this decade is defined um, by the revolt against Trump and the resistance against Trump. Uh, but I want to know from you, politics, entertainment, sports, what, when you look back at the end of the 20s, so in 2029, and you go, well, 10 years ago, that decade was mostly remembered for what? What are we going to remember this decade for? I think you look back, at the 2000s. I mean, obviously, the 2000s are remembered for 9-11, the war on terror. And then towards the end of the decade, America electing its first African-American president. Those are things you're going to remember the 2000s for. What will we remember the 2010s for in politics? Again, in entertainment. And we're going to play what I think are the best songs of the decade. And if you have a song from the decade that you think is at least an honorable mention, 3930, text that in. We'll be playing those as bumps throughout the day. 803-0930 is the number, 2010 in review after this. Welcome back. Joe Beamer in for Sandy Beach here on News Radio 930. WBEN, Carly Rae Jepsen, Call Me Maybe, another huge hit of the 2010s. That one early on in the decade, uh, back when I was a senior in college, that kind of defined that year. What for you defined the decade? 803-0930. Star 930 and on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board 3930. So before the break, we talked politics and how in the 2000s you had 9-11. You had President George W. Bush for most of the 2000s. You had the war on terror. You had President Barack Obama being elected in 08 as the first African-American president. And I think a lot of people look at the end of a decade 
and say, okay, what's happened? That kind of defines it. And I think if you look at the 2010s, a lot of people are going to say President Donald Trump in the 2016 election kind of defined the tens, the decade of the tens. Like I said, before the show, I was doing a lot of I was doing a lot of re- reading on New York Times, the Washington Post, a lot of seeing what they think, you know, will define the decade. And of course, they went for anything like here's one. This is from The Guardian, actually. And they said that the 2010s will be defined. This is one of 15 things they had by rethinking gender. Yes, at the start of 2010s, transgender people did not exist in the mainstream, according to The Guardian. They were portrayed by actors in Hollywood and excluded from U.S. and U.K. gay rights groups and denied basic legal recognition. But towards the end of the decade, we now know, and this is from the article, there are more than just two genders, and they are starting to be um, recognized. Now, what I say to that, I do not think that rethinking gender defines the 2010s. However, like I said a few weeks ago, you only live once. Do what makes you happy. I, I will always stand by that. Do what makes you happy. As long as you don't try to make me, do what makes you happy. And, you know, if that's what makes people happy. However, I would not say that that defines the 2010s. Other things that define this decade. You look past politics. You look past entertainment. Technology. I mean, think of the boom in technology from where we were just 10 years ago. The way we listen to music has totally changed. You know, in in 2010, we were still mixing CDs. We were putting uh, songs on our iPod, right? The iPhone was very new and had very little space on it. A lot of you still had flip phones or those cool sliding phones where the keyboard would come out or BlackBerry. Think about that. The beginning of the decade, a lot of people we're still using Blackberries. That was the definition of smartphone. Sorry, I had a piece of popcorn before I went on the air and that has gotten stuck in my throat. But Blackberry was huge and that was not a touchscreen. It had a keyboard on it. Remember when President, President Obama, was people always criticized him because he always had his Blackberry on him. Well, now in 2019, no one's carrying it. If you see someone carrying a BlackBerry around, you criticize them for carrying a BlackBerry around in 2019. You now have your iPhone. You have your Android. The way that it's just boomed. We have the iPad. We have tablets that have kind of, in, the mo- in a lot of ways, taken over for laptops. Now, laptops are still popular with college students, with those who pretty much work out of the airport. But for a lot of people including myself, no need for a laptop. You can do almost any of that on your phone or on a tablet. And if you notice now, a lot of newer laptops 
are turn into tablets. So the way we go on to the computer has completely changed. You know, you have a mini personal computer in your back pocket. The amount of technology, the amount of memory your cell phone can carry around is amazing. Also, think back to 2010. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Now, Facebook was prominent. There was a huge movie in 2010 called The Social Network. That was pretty big. Twitter was kind of there. Instagram wasn't what it was. Snapchat was nowhere close to what it is today. You had Vine back in the early parts of the decade. Then they kind of did away with that because now you can do all of that on Instagram. But social media has exploded in the 2010s decade. I mean, a lot of people criticize certain political figures for not winning elections because of the way they didn't utilize social media. Going back to the 2012 election, Mitt Romney was criticized for his lack of social media, his lack of tweeting. Now, I mean, I watched Deal or No Deal on Friday, and now the models who open the cases, when they go to them, they have their Instagram handle on the screen. Now, Deal or No Deal was on the air at the beginning of the decade. That wasn't the case. Watch the news. You go, you watch Channel 2. Every time they go to an anchor or go to a reporter, their Twitter handle is on the bottom of the screen. That wasn't the case at the beginning of this decade. And here's a simple one. The beginning of this decade, we didn't even have all of our news programming or all of our programming in high definition. Earlier in the decade, there were still new shows on TV where you'd have to watch it with the kind of closed screen. And I'll tell you, on Christmas night, when I turned on the, the replay of that Bills game, that was something that was kind of new for me. I hadn't seen that in, you know, five or six years. So technology exploded in 2010 in the way we get our information. I mean, now everything's on an app. I want to listen to, you know, this kind of music. Well, I have 10, 10 ways to do it. I can listen to it on Pandora. I can listen to it on Apple Music, Spotify, the radio.com app. I mean, the way radio stations are listened to now, if you look at uh, the, the Nielsen ratings for radio, streaming is now taking into that because so many people can easily listen in their house and then bring it to their car. Bluetooth, another thing that's gotten huge in the, in the tens. Now I can listen to it on the same device in my house, carry it with me. My car will pick it up. So now the way we rate viewership, the way here in radio we rate listenership has changed. You have to take into account those listening on a streaming device. When we get back, we could talk technology for the next two hours. But I want to talk about what you want to talk about. Music, entertainment, movies, politics, obviously, in the 2010s, how the dynamic has changed. Leadership in Washington has changed. You went from having a... Democrat president with Republican House, Republican Senate, to now a Republican president with a Democrat House and Republican Senate. 
So the changes throughout the decade as well. And the main question, no matter what you want to comment on, the one thing you also have to say in your phone call today or in your text, what will define this decade when we look back on it? 803-0930, star 930, Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is open, getting some great texts. We'll read those and we'll get to the calls after this on WBEN. Joe Beamer in four. Sandy Beach here on News Radio 930 WBEN talking about the decade that, well, still is for two more days, but we'll say that was. What defines the decade? What was the biggest change for you? Maybe something in your life happened. 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to Dan in West Seneca. Dan, good morning. Hey, good morning, Joe, and, and Happy New Year to you and all your listeners. Yes, you too, Dan. What uh, what will you remember 2010s for? Well, I mean, uh, there's a lot, so I'm going to start and be a little fluffy because there were some things I thought were really, really cool. Um, I liked uh, Lady Gaga. She was very Elton Johnish. She was different uh, when she came out. Um, and, and my daughters liked her, you, you know what I mean? So I had fun with my children with her. But then she came back. She kind of faded for a couple of months. And, and then she came back with Tony Bennett. And she did uh, duets with Tony Bennett, which I really thought were absolutely wonderful. So entertainment-wise, uh, I felt that she was very creative, very versatile. Uh, and I enjoyed it uh, for its entertainment value. Um, Movie-wise, you had alluded to movies. I think there was two franchises that, again, I, I like things that are creative. I don't always want to be uh, serious, um, and I like good acting. Uh, and I'm going to say that the Avengers movie franchise and maybe the X-Men movie franchise really float at my boat. I, I, entertainment value, I'll give them 100%. Uh, and the acting, I'm going to say, was very good. Dan, I, I will definitely agree with you on both points, especially the Avengers. I mean, if you look at movie of the year in the highest grossing movies throughout the 2010s, it was the Avengers. I mean, they dominated the box office in the 2010s. It was just, you know what? It was, it was wholesome entertainment in an era where every major network carries cop shows or, or doctor shows. And it's about people dying and people being violent and drugs. And, uh, I thought their entertainment value was absolutely stellar. Now, now do you want to be a little serious? Uh, one, one, one thing that you commented on before you went to your news break, I think you said, um, what do you think the 2010s is most going to be remembered for? Is, is that what you said? That is one of the questions. Yes. Okay, you know, so I, I had to give that a little thought, and that's really a brave question on your part, depending on how people want to engage it. Um, I think it's going to be twofold. I think, uh, and, and I'm kind of a history buff, so uh, I'm going to just reference the Great Depression really, really quick. I remember reading once that um, the Great Depression is the one that started in October of 1929 with the stock market crash. And it actually lasted probably into the early 1940s. But total recovery, this was the statistic that I read, uh, total recovery from that event was about 1955 until you recovered from what had occurred that started in 1929. And the 2010s might be remembered partly because 
uh, we had had the Great Recession. And then today, uh, the Republicans and Mr. Trump and some economists are claiming that this is the greatest economy that the United States of America has ever had. And if you took a look at that uh, turnaround, uh, according to Mr. Trump, it's the last three years. Uh, but even if you took it in total context from Obama to Trump um, at the end of George Bush, using that as the reference, um, it's a pretty dramatic turnaround in a 10-year period of time. So I would think that that has to be one thing that this decade uh, would be remembered for. But I also think uh, uh, the political climate, um, my greatest fear is this decade might be remembered for the beginning of the end of the American democracy. Um, and I mean that sincerely. I don't mean that in a, in a crazy way. Um, we're heading into uncharted waters here. And everything that's going on, I don't think uh, it's not promoting democracy. I think it's hurting democracy. All right, Dan, on that, we're up against a break. You have yourself a good new year, Dan in West Seneca. Now, something that hasn't changed from the beginning of the decade and won't change in the next decade. Next decade, of course, I screwed it up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 